lovely house. It's Christina. Are you stupid or are you? <laughs> Christina, you idiot! You come to our house. You get my wife's name right, Christina. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you get we start with the, the episode this way. Drink beer, it's good for you. I'm empty hanging and I'm filled blue and I'm gonna drink. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 33, Epi Double Three of Domestic Pints Only, a podcast about beer and friendship. My name is John. Joining me as always are my co-host, Tom. Hey, how's it going today? And Alex. Hey there. Excited to drink some beers. Today's a fun one. Uh, we're coming to you September 11th, uh, 2021. Um, we're, this is going to drop, I think, first week of October, I think, or maybe second week. So you'll hear this in a few weeks. Uh, this is a fun one today. Uh, some of you are probably like, they're finally doing IPA week. Well, no, yeah, we're going to probably do wrong. that. Wrong. 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 Oh, uh, are we were supposed <laughs> to be doing it? You can pick that up with our guest host. He is very yeah, difficult to schedule. I decided to get dental surgery. He needs like 10 days off. So uh, we were literally like, we already had it planned out. We have, all the, we have all the beers ready, but uh, it's okay because we had our next beer lineup ready to go. Uh, what I'm excited to do, it's a it's our first Ottawa brewery spotlight. And, uh, you know, we're, we're blessed here in Ottawa and also in Calgary and Edmonton to have some really great craft breweries. And I've really been enjoying these brewery spotlight episodes. Uh, certainly one that just came out as of today was uh, the Edmonton uh, collaboration beers, where I think that's going to come out soon. That was a lot of fun. And we've really, I've really enjoyed some of the ones we've done in Edmonton and even some of the ones we've done uh, in Calgary as well, too. So today we're going to be spotlighting a, a brewery in Ottawa. It's called v- Vimy Brewing Company. Um, this one's cool. And why did I choose this one in particular? Uh, a couple of reasons. First of all, this is one that's actually close to my where I live. Um, I'm about, uh, if I had to count the breweries closest to me, this is probably the second or third closest one. It's probably like a good 10 minute walking distance for me. Um, and, I, and I've gone a few times myself in person and, and I've really enjoyed it there. Um, I do enjoy their beer. I think it's quite good. It, they're they're a relatively new brewery not super new but they're they're newer on on the beer scene and also i, I want to give a shout out to uh, uh vimy brewing company on instagram they actually have been following our oh, yeah. dpo show for a while and that's actually one of the reasons why i really wanted to you know spotlight yeah. them because they've been regularly like kind of following us i see they they view our stories and stuff like that so we appreciate having some of these breweries actually follow us and engage with our content so i wanted to kind of you know, do this as a little bit of a little honor and say thanks, you know, guys for uh, yeah. for following we us. Love you. Yeah, thank you. You're a, you're a forever friend of the show, and you know, other breweries. Hey, step up. You know, step up. You, know, <laughs> you got some competition. We're, we're spotlighting Vimy. You know, we're, they're they're really good. They're great folks. Um, anyway, yeah. so who is who is Vimy Brewing Company? So, um, you know, it's it's an interesting story. It was founded uh, by two brothers, Kevin and Michael Circo. They're actually both uh, former reservists in the Royal Canadian Navy. Um, so they have a military background and they're very proud patriotic Canadians, you know, during their military careers, of course, like as veterans and soldiers do, you visit all across Canada to different bases in different cities. And they noticed, you know, during their service, one of the things they noticed was that, you know, many of the beers served in, in bars, restaurants, and venues across Canada don't actually even come from Canadian companies. And if they do, if it is like Labatt Blue or Molson Canadian, it's owned by a big mega corporate conglomerate that's not really even Canadian anymore. So, you know, that was something that really resonated with them. And when they got out of the service, they really wanted to create kind of a true Canadian beer celebrating everything great about Canada. Nice. Yeah. And so at Vimy, this is sort of their own little copy at Vimy Brewing Company. We brew with only the finest ingredients in small batches to produce beer of exceptional quality and taste. The brewery is named after the Canadian victory, of course, at the Battle of Vimy Ridge in 1917, a truly Canadian achievement seen by many as a defining moment when Canada came of age and demonstrated its independence. And actually, this is also, I'm looking, it's actually written on the can too. We celebrate Canadian achievements and everything about Canada by brewing with only the finest ingredients and in small batches to produce beer of exceptional quality and taste. I, I think Alex is like, this is like going to be my beer because he's like, I know you're like Canada. You always say with the can's like patriotic, like that's my thing. I love Canada. I truly do. So yeah. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm so really happy to start. Sorry, go on, John. No, no, go, go ahead. 
No, because I remember when you sent these to me, I was kind of like Vimeo, and then I caught that in my head. I'm like, is this spelled like Vimeo Ridge? And then I'm kind of glad that they kind of cleared that because that's really cool. Even like the crest on the cans, they look more like the military pins or like your um, badges that you get. Yeah, and and it's it's they very much style it that way. Of course, they were founded in 2017. Uh, for those of you in Ottawa who care, they're located at 145 Loretta Avenue in Little Italy. They're close to uh, where they have like the oh big nice Happy Goat Coffee Space. Um, it's a really cool spot. It's almost people have. I, I was reading an article on, on, on Apartment 613.ca. They're kind of like a local blog for events, concerts, and so forth. And they actually described it as sort of being designed like a mess hall. I actually had said when I last went there, I'm like, it kind of reminded me of like going to a Legion. Like it reminded me of a Legion hall. It's very much in that style where you go in and they have like stuff all over the walls, big tables, TVs to watch, sports and stuff. It really feels like you are kind of in, in that type of space and it is quite cozy. And one of the things that was really cool uh, last time I was there, which was just a couple of weeks ago, uh, they actually have a few select uh, beer cocktails on their menu. So they use some of their beers to create different drinks. So the first beer we're going to be spotlighting, they actually used it to make a shandy and it was quite good and I really Ooh. enjoyed it. So uh that was you pretty me fun. At Shandy John's. Yeah. yeah. And Vimy, Vimy's done really well in Ottawa in the last few years. Uh, you know, most of their beers are available in various Ottawa bars within the city. You can also find uh, some of their uh, beers as well in beer stores and LCBOs um, within Ottawa. And they're also involved in various uh, beer festivals. And also recently, uh, you know, just a little bit of fun stuff. They've been hosting kind of events in their, their uh, parking lot space and so forth. They've been, there's a group called the, uh, vintage 613 that's kind of like a little pop-up event for like makers people selling vintage wares clothes and stuff and they've been hosting little events there every weekend it's been really fun and uh yeah i've been i've really enjoyed the beer that i've tried from them they're they're not the most i would suggest they're probably not like the number one most popular beer uh craft brewery in ottawa uh, certainly amongst we've already tried stuff like you know beyond the pale and stuff like dominion city they kind of they're they're kind of like the big titans but you know vimy's done really well and i think I, i'm really drawn towards breweries that kind of make that stick to kind of straightforward simple beer styles and aren't overtly adventurous and don't do tons of crazy stuff not that there's anything wrong with those type of beer companies and and, and methods of brewing beer and producing beer but I've, I've really been drawn to breweries that really stick to simple kind of elegant and, and tasty beers. So we're going to be looking at three today. Um, it, just in order of operations, we're going to first start off talking with about uh, Vimy Cream Ale, next moving to the uh, Vimy East Coast Pale Ale, and then finally- Bailey likes up. that one the best. Oh, Bailey is just Bailey. losing his- What is going on? Yeah, he's like, are you saying Anyhow. Vimy or Vimy? No. And uh, the Vimy Stout. We're actually going to talk about the can first. I think that's good because all of these cans, there are some differences with the- uh, the color of the can and like some of the descriptions of the beer itself but otherwise these are pretty much the same cans yeah they have a different color scheme if you like the purple can better feel free to dm us about it but i think one one score is fair like let's look yeah. at the, uh, the elements like that we see that are consistent here um i i like i am a huge patriot love the the maple leaf here um yeah, I actually I like this. I have to say it's it is quite simple. Um we kind of is it a sticker though? No, it's a sleeve. It's fucking yeah, it's, it's around sleeve. the can. It's a yeah, sleeve it's at least. Sleeve on there. I will say this is very basic. Like I love the crest on it, but there really isn't that mm -hmm. much else other than that. Yeah, like the stripe uh, pattern on the sides, like on as the background. That's kind of plays on it. It looks it it fits well. Yeah, there's a lot of fonts going on, and I totally get it. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I honestly, this crest, like, um, I'd look at this if I saw it in a store for sure. Um, but like, we obviously don't have it here in Alberta. I'm pretty keen to try it. But um, why don't I kick things off on the scoring front? Um, Do it. I, I think I'm going to give this, a, like, all of them a 7.5. I was going to say the exact same thing. I think yeah. there could have been a little bit. This crest really pops out, though, on it. I kind yeah. of, when I first looked at it, this, though, I thought this is like some, like, kind of, like, really dad craft beer at first. But I was like, look kind of further into it. It looks pretty good. It's almost like something you get in, like, a mailing subscription. Yeah. I'm I, really sorry, go yeah. on. No, the only thing I was going to say is that you kind of, like, uh, you definitely hit the point that I was kind of thinking about a lot is just... Um, when there's just such a competitive market for like craft brewing and stuff, there isn't too much about the process and the beer and like who they are. Like they're, they have a lot about like the actual like history behind 
like Vimy Brewing Company and Vimy Ridge, which I really appreciate. But I think maybe setting this like a bit uh, a bit further and like different from other brands would be um, really focusing on like how they make their beer and who specifically they are. But um, yeah, seven point five for me and Tom. What do you think, John? Um, I'm going to go a little bit lower just uh, for me. It's really? 6.5. I, I do like um, a lot of the details of the can. Like I love the crest. I think it's a really elegant, interesting design. Of course, it's it certainly has that kind of military award and kind of crest tradition. Otherwise, uh, some of the details of the can, uh, it's, it's a little bit simple. Like they do have the description of the beer itself, but they have kind of the same... Um, copy of sort of about Vimy Brewing Company in the name. And otherwise there's not a lot of crazy details going on. A lot of the beers we tried in other breweries, you see a lot of kind of unique designs for each can. I'm kind of more drawn to those types, but I do like the fact that they have very simple colors for each can. Like they'll have one that's black, one that's gray, one that's in this case, like a purple pink can. Um, that's pretty cool because it makes it easier to really pick stuff out if you're at a store. And we, we've brought that up on other episodes, especially when it comes to like our discussions on like the, the seltzer drinks and stuff like that. So uh, 6.5 for me. I, I, yeah, I, I do like it. I do like it, but um, it's not it's not my favorite design, but I, it's, it's an interesting one. Mm -hmm. All right, well Jim, I think we've been waiting long enough. Yeah, I'm up. ready. I'll, let's oh. count. I'll do it first. Why not? I just volunteered myself. Give her all. Yeah, all right. Do it. In three. I bet you won't. Two. One. Crack them. Nice. Got a little let's bit see how it smells. A, I got a bit of foam here, but I will say that um, it's, it smells oh, kind of. It didn't it explode or anything, but I do have. Anyhow, let's see how it pours. Sticking around here. Pretty, it's pretty foamy. This is pouring very light for me. This is like fucking almost like a light beer. No, I'm not. Mine's pouring much darker. Mine almost looks kind of like an IPA right now, which it should because it's a pale ale. Oh, but we're starting with the pale ale. We're starting with the cream ale. Oh, yeah. We're starting with the, the, the cream ale. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. I was like, wait a minute. Whoops. 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 Anyhow, edit this part. <laughs> spoilers. <out>. Spoilers. <laughs> I'm going to have, a, like, I'm introducing a crack that's not usually heard in the episode. <laughs> well, while you're cracking that one and pouring that one, uh, the Vimy Cream Ale, it's a 5% ABV. Uh, 15 IBU. They describe it as a, a light and crisp ale, evenly balanced with light breadiness and yeah. an earthy, slightly spicy hop finish. Uh, I'm letting mine still settle a bit because it's got a little bit ahead. I'm just pouring mine up. Mine's it's got a nice golden color. It's got a really good color, good carbonation. The head went away on mine fairly quick. I, I'm glad that you mentioned the spicy note of it because there is like some subtlety of like a spice to it. Yeah, it's got like a nice little spicy kick to it. And um, just to note, I think this is the first time we've ever had like a, a cream ale on. And, you know, our audience might be thinking, like, what's a cream ale? Well, a cream ale, cream ales are a little bit different. They're fermented in warmer temperatures, whereas lagers are fermented cold. Uh, however, uh, you know, a, a defining characteristic of cream ales is the use of lager yeast, which is which can be used like an ale yeast. So it's kind of like a, a like an ale with like a lager mix. It's kind of like a, an ale that drinks like a lager, if you will. Um, so it gives it kind of an interesting kind of lighter and, and almost like, as you said, like a spicier finish. Hmm. Yeah, so, I definitely get it. What do you think, Al? I do get a bit of a spicy finish, but I will say like, I, I am a fan of cream ales. Typically, like they have more, like at least here, the ones that are kind of locally produced always have like a bit of like an orange or or something to it not necessarily a spice and i i don't find this taste like overly like creamy per se or like um it, it's a very mild tasting cream ale maybe mm -hmm. that's the best way to kind of i don't it. mind this though i like it yeah I, I don't mind it i just don't um not tasting a lot to be honest yeah, I should also note uh, just some notes on this beer. This is actually probably, I would say, their most popular beer. It's certainly the kind of their flagship beer. Um, it's pretty much widely available at most of the, the retail outlets that sell it. Um, it's also, apparently, it's won a gold medal for Lager Dale at the 2018 Ontario Brewing Awards. So, nice good job. Yeah. Good job, Vinny. This is quite a drinkable beer, I'd say. This is, there's, yeah. it's not, it's not sexy or exciting like some of the crazy IPAs and stuff we had. This is kind of going back to our, uh, more almost like our domestic beers. Like this would almost drink like a, one of our typical domestic beers on our episode. I'd say this is more of like a commercialized craft beer. 
in that sense. Yeah, like I don't find there's any bold flavors in here. This is just like a non-offensive kind of every man's beer in the craft. Safe bet. Safe bet right there. People in Ottawa, I think you should try this. Okay, scoring overall. Tom, kick it off. I feel like you've got an opinion here. Like you, you I'm going to give it a 7.5. Nice. This is tasty. I don't think anyone would regret drinking this. John? Yeah, I'm going to go 7.5 as well. I just think it's quite a really crushable beer. It's um, it's one I've kind of become a bit fond of because in the craft scene, it's sometimes hard to run into beers that taste and drink just like a like a Pilsner or a Pabst or like, you know, like a big kind of macro beer. So I really enjoy it and, I, and it's it's quite good. And I also want to give note, as I said, um, at the brewery, you can have it in a shandy form. It's, it's very good. It's quite tasty. Oh, yeah. That's when I come to see you next time, John, we'll have one. <laughs> that'd, that'd be great. A we'll shandy. Bring a can and we'll make our own here. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say I'm gonna <laughs> sneak in the the meal lemonade. Um, I'm coming in slightly lower. I agree with you guys on all points. I feel like this is an extremely crushable craft beer. Like I could have a bunch of these and feel fine, which is good. Like I do have that kind of like uh, spicy aftertone, and it it hits nice. Like it's not offensive by any means. Um. I'm coming in at a seven. I do feel like this is a good beer to mix with other things because there are not like, there's no real bold flavor in there. And the, all the cream ales that I've typically had are like, like an orange creamsicle ale or something that's kind of a bit more um, fruity toned. So um, having the spicy one, like if I'm just a, a little bit perplexed now, I, I'm not like offended by any means, but um, seven and like, like Tom said, safe bet. So I mean, rolling into recommendation, I'd probably give this an eight. Like, I don't think anyone's going to hate it. Um, I'm going to, so, sorry, yeah, go on. Yeah, eight. Bill, you go ahead. Eight. I was going to say, I'm going to give this seven and a half across the board because I think this is it's a great, it's pretty good. Like, I'm pretty impressed. I'm really happy. I'm, I'm very excited to see what else they have because this, I feel like this is like their flagship kind of beer. I'm curious to see what else, uh, what they have else, sorry, what else they have that tastes good because this is pretty damn good. I'm going to go eight recommendation too. I think it's just very recommendable. Like this is like very, something you could recommend to most people. It's not giving you a lot of really crazy unique flavors. And it's, you know, compared to some of the other ones we've had where it's like, you got to try this. You can't get this anywhere else, but I think it's just straightforward, a very drinkable beer. For sure. It's almost like a canned domestic lager. I'd say in ter- like all of them have their own like subtle tones to it. This one just has a bit of a spicy aftertaste is good I, uh, I say this kind of plays in with like the mill street and the steam whistle kind of era in my opinion mm-hmm. yeah um no modifier for me i like i think i rated this uh, one no mods uh no modifier for me i also forgot to mention uh, scoring wise 3.54 on beer advocate and a 3.49 on untapped but yeah no modifier for me. it's it, that's it's, it's pretty good pretty scoring fair. Yeah, it's kind of again, it's like a 75% beer. It's like right in the right in the middle, I think. That's pretty good. Nifty. Mm-hmm. Oh, how much do you guys got left of this? I'm almost done mine. <laughs> I still got I still got a bit. I had to hop off for a bit. So mine's still got like Oh, that's right. Bailey. Well, Bailey didn't uh, want to be turned into dinner. So while we're waiting, John, why don't you describe kind of what the brewery's like there? Like um like the outlay. Yeah. Well, sure. Like, well, like it's it's in kind of um it is kind of like when you walk in, it is very much to me like going to like a like a Legion Hall. It's like you go in this like oh really? Okay. You've got a very big, big, big wide room. You go to the front, they have like a very wide bar with a bunch of taps, and they've got like a pretty big, big fridge with a lot of their cans and a lot of their stuff. Question, I see, John. I see your finger up. Yes, question. Question, John. Can you wear your hat inside? You can wear your hat inside. Oh. I don't think you're gonna get picked on. Good question. Good right. question. They they do That's have a patio. Say, it's pretty small. If it's like the Legion patio outside. But uh, no, it's it's a cool spot. Like uh, it's funny because like they were founded in 2017, but I feel like I didn't really know much about them until just maybe like um, early 2019 or 2019. I remember seeing like a bunch of signs where it was like Vimy and like an arrow pointing. I'm like, what is this about Vimy? Whatever. And like I followed like the signs, and it's like a brewery. I'm like, I've never heard of this before. But uh, it, even though they, they seem to kind of just come up overnight, but they've they've done really well. They host a lot of spaces, events. I know they do like um. A lot of uh, a lot of uh, sporting groups go there for events, and they've kind of built themselves out as being like a hub for a lot of activity, which I think is pretty cool. So, is it cool. like a food menu or anything like that? Or is it snacks? Like here, oh, like, they, like our breweries just serve like chips, 
and at some of them like, you don't need oh, to popcorn yeah uh, this one yeah. i think they do have a limited food menu it depends on yeah some of the some of the bars some of the breweries around here um can be kind of hit or miss for that but i think they do have some some sort of like a limited food menu um but otherwise it is sort of like the rote like snacks and and peanuts and stuff like that but uh no, but I, I did like their beer cocktail. I thought that was pretty cool and unique. The fact that, you know, you're not just getting like the same beer, like you would order out at like a beer store if you were ordering it to go, but you can actually get kind of creative mixes on their beers. I thought that was pretty neat. Nice. Yeah, I am. Um, there, there is one military themed craft uh, cidery and brewery that we're going to in uh, about three weeks here. Cool. Pretty stoked. Oh yeah. Our audience is like, what do you mean? I'm going to be traveling to visit my lovely co-host in a few weeks. So. DPO world by the time this airs, <laughs> Mr. Worldwide, been gone. John's already come and gone. John is Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> Mr. Worldwide. This is 305. <laughs> Only how. So why don't we so, get into the next one? I can I can crush the last yeah. bit of this when we talk, but we're on the next one now. It is Vimy East Coast Pale Ale. Um, Ooh, this one's cool. Wow. It's a five percent ABV. Uh, whoops, sorry, it's a 4.8% ABV, slightly lower, and a 38 IBU. This one has a 3.77 on the taps. Um, it has a non-applicable on beer advocate. There was no scores. This hasn't been rated. This is actually Ooh. one of their, um, I should note, some, I, I should note an important distinction. Um, the Vimy Cream Ale and I think the Red Ale and another one, they're kind of like their flagship beers. So they're ones that are available pretty much all the time. Um, this one is one of their specialty beers. So it's only... Uh, it's something that's just come about recently and it's not often brewed. So it's sort of like an off brewed one. So I was very lucky and fortunate to be able to actually get this uh, the time when I went in and got it. So I'm happy to hook you guys up with it. Mm-hmm. I'm happy you hooked I, us I up with this. Um, that this um, cracks open very nicely, pours well and smells quite good. Um, so, yeah. Oh, really? Did you hear that? Many like people are saying ago? Yeah, we're pretty excited to check this one out. <laughs> righty. Well, John, count us down. Uh, sure. All right. <clears throat> Get ready in the series. We've already counted the can. Three, two, one, crack them. Pop. Oh, it's quite foamy. Oh, it's yeah, mine foamed. Very sweet. Mine foamed too. Oh, wow. Ooh, that <laughs> smells really good, though. I'm actually very excited. Sh- should note the description a hazy pale ale with flavors and aromas of citrus, red berries, white grapes, and stone fruit. That sounds very sweet. Like almost like a, Man, like a, beer, I think like a table beer, like beer to tab. Yeah, this sounds like a very yeah, sweet beer. Table. Oh, I love my beer de tables. I don't know. Oh, like the, I find the East Coast if pale East. ales fucking hit better for me. I'm not a and West I, Coaster, even should, though I live. And I should know a distinction because I think we've done a bit of pale ales, IPAs. Like, you know, pale ales refers to those these types of beers that are brewed with mostly pale malts. And for a more kind of equal malt to hop ratio, so they're kind of they're kind of like a little bit hoppier, made with a warm fermentation process, um, which keeps the product at temperatures usually between like fifty nine to sixty degrees Fahrenheit. Distinction between IPAs: IPAs are usually a little bit hoppier. We're going to talk a little bit more about IPAs in our IPA week, so we'll probably just discuss IPAs then. But it is a little bit different. But yeah, this one is going to go for a much like a sweeter taste than some of the other pale ales you would normally have. I'm just going to say right off the hop, I really like this beer. Oh, I'm excited to sip this. And pale ales have kind of more of a sweeter, breadier taste. Like the fact that you have introduced, like, like both Tom and myself to craft beers that we enjoy, like that is a feat. Like the fact that I would never buy a fucking pale ale in my (laughs) life, and and before this podcast, I'm telling (laughs) you right now, I got I got him pale ale pilled. (laughs) This is fantastic. This is a tasty fucking beer. Oh my god, this is a great beer. This beer is really good. I'm really enjoying this. Fuck, that's good. This is a slap. Again, I think I've said to this everyone before. listening, we're really enjoying this beer. <laughs> like, this is something that you should try. The flavor Again, description on this is wild. Yeah, like the, the whole beeriness of it. Do we know Vimy ships in Ottawa, Ontario? Like what the they ship is? all? I think they ship across Ontario. Um, as far as I'm aware, but if they sell it the LCBO stuff like that. That'd be good to know. 
they, you, you can get um, you can get most of their flagship beers at LCBOs. Certainly, they're um, the last beer we had. The um, the cream ale is pretty much available at every LCBO, at least here in Ottawa. In Ottawa, outside of Ottawa, it might be a bit harder, but certainly you can get their other beers, other other flagship beers as well too. Um, but this one's a specialty one. I don't think, you can, but this one's quite good. I'm I'm really enjoying this. I'm digging the yeah. complex fruit flavors. Like you're, I'm getting a lot of apricot, peach, uh, yeah, grapes and berries. I'm actually tasting them. I hate when it's like. Oh, taste the flavors of this, this, and this. And I'm like, yeah, I don't taste There's any a of hint of strawberry kiwi. Bullshit you're, there is. Yeah, like, I don't taste any of that. It's overpowered by like pineapple. But like this, I'm actually tasting like a, a kind of a unique blend of, of berries and, and various kind of flavors. I like the Vizzies. Mm. <laughs> There's a lot of unique flavors in those Vizzies that we we need not talk about again. But um, and they give you a, a unique mindset. The Vizzy yeah, mindset. that draft went phenomenal because yeah. of the Vizzies. I got a, I got a B, and Yahoo usually gives me a D. So okay, that doesn't mean jack before. shit. Uh, no, I know. I, I got a, a fucking A, and I fucking shit the bed. Don't call me on this draft marking i didn't even get a grade for my draft and i think i'm doing all right um i i feel like this is the um the fall from glory for me i've done so well for a while this was a bad draft for me and i'm not blaming the vizzies i'm not um what's your mindset first and foremost i just i drafted poorly at the running back front i mean we all do sometimes so oh did you draft from baltimore i drafted uh um saquon and i don't think he's going to be that great that's no, what happened to me healthy. last year. He's healthy, baby. Oh, yeah, he Tom. Snap count for like Tom drafted him like first overall, and he tore first his ACL round. like week one or whatever. Yeah, done against Pittsburgh. Well, I was like, are you yeah. kidding me? Like, like, Tom is like, he has 60 plus points from two players on a Thursday night. I think you're doing all right. <laughs> I try to tell someone, I'm like, it can only go up from here. I'm telling <laughs> you, from last year, Donks can, it can only go only up. Go up. That's yeah. right. It's going to be Tom circa 2018 again. Hey, you have one one in every five years. That this is the year that you should be betting. It's my on dynasty. <laughs> play, play Alberta, just like uh, this is your year. I <laughs> know oh, they didn't cover the spread though on Thursday. I was really pissed off. I had a, yeah. I had to choose the spread for a couple games, and I'm I feel like I have already made a huge mistake. I'm always tilted because that's the pool I manage and I'm the official commissioner of. And every other league I'm in, I do really well in, except the one I manage. The one I manage, I suck ass in. And I lose well, I mean, like, like I feel like the rules, people are not totally on board with Mr. Commission anyway. So. I'm a controversial leader. I'm like the Gary Batman. You, you, you of the truly, you truly, oh, my God. We have a trade to announce. Uh, <laughs> really, you're the Gary We're, ex- and, we're and expanding the health. franchise. <laughs> I am the Gary Batman of our league. It doesn't matter who's the commissioner. Everyone just hates them. Like, that's that's how it goes. Uh, so, I uh, remember beer. <laughs> no, I was saying, like, glad we could talk about Fantasy League on this beer podcast. Domestic football, f- football only. Um, yeah. It, that's uh, another podcast idea I had. Football with a PH. Yeah. P- yeah. Anyhow, but a, this is this is really good. Like, yeah, I'm we're sorry to get this. off topic, but this is really good. Like, I'm very impressed by it. Again, the East Coast Pale Ales are a fucking winner for me, in my opinion. I've even tried and started to venture out because of them. The moment I see like a NEPA or like an East Coast Pale Ale, I'm kind of like, oh, I have to try it now. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Not so much the West. I'm coming in at an 8.5 on taste, which Whoa. is high. Nice. Nice. I, I, I enjoy this beer. Yeah. I'm coming at an 8 for this one for myself. I'm going to come eight as well. I really like it though. I like how it's not overtly like citrusy. Like it is has citrus in it, but it's not overtly like it doesn't have that like orangey, you know, grapefruity kind of taste to it. I feel like too many of these like hazy pale ales tend to really overemphasize that and they they kind of get a little samey. I like how this this does feel like a like a beer de tablet. Like it's adding like fruits and kind of like unique flavors and and sweetnesses that you normally wouldn't get from a from an East Coast pale ale. I'm really, I'm really digging it. And it's kind of um it's 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 really unique. I'm really enjoying it. Nice. I find that this kind of has the right amount of citrus to it, and it had the right amount yeah. of hops for Definitely. taste. I think that's where it really. This is where it wins on that standard. Mm-hmm. Um, on likely to recommend or have again, I'm going to be a bit controversial here. I'm coming in at six point five. Okay. I would definitely have this again. 
I feel a little bit hesitant to recommend it to a lot of people because I do have like a strong aftertaste, which I actually am enjoying right now, but I don't think everyone would. Okay. I'm going to give it an eight for recommendation. I think this is something that could really has good flavor. This is, I'm pretty shocked by this. I was kind of like, oh, this is going to taste kind of more bitter than it is, but it has a really good balance between the two. And I think that's why I give it an eight. You know what? I think you sold me, Tom. I'm going to go eat as well. I think it's it's got like a bitterness to it. It has like kind of that hoppy pale yeah, taste. Yeah, but it doesn't I think, have like, it's not too bitter. It's not yeah, too hoppy, yeah, it's not, but it's it, still, it's a good balance. Yeah, it's balanced, right? Like, I think like you could be someone who's like never had a pale ale before or an IPA or anything in that realm and drink this and you'll be like, oh, it's got like a sharpness to it, like kind of like a spiciness to it. A very, it does. very strong spiciness to it, which I really like, but it's just like, it's still very smooth, which I really like. It's not overly citrusy. It's just very drinkable. It's got a lot of complex flavors, and I'm really appreciating that. Mm-hmm. I want to say I'm giving it the modifier. Me too. Yeah, modifier. This was really cool. I love how like it does have a sharpness at the end. I love I love that, and I yeah. get that a lot with a lot of these like East Coast Pale Ales as much. And I think they did a really good job with this. I think this is kind of like oh, this is gonna sound kind of redundant, but I called this the fucking Central Pale Ale because it has a little bit of like the sharpness from the West, but you have the citrus from the East, and that's what kind of makes it a nice, well balanced. So I'm gonna call this the Manitoba Pale Ale. Oh. That's bold. The Manitoba Pale Ale. I wonder if that's like well, a real thing. Of, well, We're going to have to go to Winnipeg and find out. That's the only reason. It's just because for reference of Canada, because I call this, because like, it's not real. For an East Coast Pale it has some characteristics of the West Coast. Of the West Coast. So I kind of put it right in the middle. I call this the Manitoba Pale Ale. I'm going to add that. That's it. Back to Winnipeg soundbite right now. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> you kids don't shut up. It's back to Winnipeg. I really enjoyed adding the random soundbites. I'm going to try to do more of that. Uh, certainly, it's a lot. I did I've one with listening. Sailor Moon. That made me laugh. Sailor Venus. You should put that in and then put Sailor Mercury. No, I'll put the Japanese theme in because that one slaps ass. Man, that was great. That man, this was a good beer. All right, we're moving on to the next one. Actually, I got a little bit left, so I'm just going to take it. I do have a little bit. I'm I'm kind of savoring this because this. I actually like, so I have a little bit left in the can. I'm having this post app. Like, I I don't know what the south's going to taste. Trying to say, yeah, this, this you know, some beers are like kind of like late, late and sippable beers where you could just have like two inches of beer left and just like still sip it and enjoy it. That's one of those beers, I think, when it has like those good flavors. Tom, are you having those like solid pretzels? Uh, what are they? What are they called? Oh, you're having the big ones. Yeah. Those ones, those ones are dope. Yeah, Snyder's. Those ones are sick. I love Snyder's. So, okay, on domestic pretzels only. <laughs> the Snyder's of Hanover. And then if you actually look on the back of the bag, it says... Not to be confused with Hanover of Pennsylvania. What? Yeah. Not to be confused with Hanover, Pennsylvania. It says we are not connected with Snyder's. No, sorry. Snyder's of Berlin. Berlin, Pennsylvania. Oh. It says that on the back of every bag. Fun fact. Kitchener used to be called Berlin. They changed the name. Oh, really? Kitchener? Kitchener Waterloo? Yeah, Kitchener has like a very large German population. It was used to be called Berlin, but then during World War II or after the war, I don't remember which, but they changed the name of the city because of its negative association to Germany and, you know, Hitler and all that stuff. You know, I just meant name drop that out of the pod, but. Uh... <laughs> yeah, what did I just walk back? <laughs> you walk back in the pod, it's like Hitler. You're like, whoa. Oh, okay. I know. Took before, a left I left, turn. before I left. Before I left. Right <laughs> turn, if you will. It was related to the city of Berlin and Kitchener. I was making a point about Kitchener. But anyhow, Schneider's of Hanover, if you get the Buffalo Hot Wing ones, those are my favorites. Those are so good. Yes, yes, yes. On on domestic Pringles only, the Wendy's spicy chicken chips are phenomenal. Whatever. You can get those at uh, Johnny B. Sweet, Alex. I bought them at Save on Foods. They're everywhere. Oh, perfect. I I have an affinity to pizza pizza Pringles. Pizza Pringles are quite good. Those are OG. Wendy. Oh, I'm just saying, Pringles, Pringles are domestic kind of Pringles only. It works bucks. for everything. 
Yeah, well, I mean, like, you pay a lot for a little. I agree. So, but let's get on to the next beer. We got a stout to drink. Let's, we have a meal right. in a can ready to Just go. Just to say, I watched the How It's Made on Pringles, and it was oh, very oh. interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I, I don't want to know. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't want to know. Don't, don't, know. don't ruin Pringles for me. <laughs> <Don't> re- <laughs> Potato You're just traumatized. Like, I'll never have a Pringle again. Uh, so, what are we talking? We're talking Vimy Stouts. I love how all their beers are just like, Vimy Cream Ale, Vimy East Coast Pale Ale, Vimy Stout. It's pretty straightforward. It's got a I like how it says Vimy, though, but it says East Coast in a different color than Pale yeah, Ale. It's trying to be a little bit unique with its typeface. Uh, this Anyhow. one's interesting because we've gone like lower ABV each one. Some of our episodes, we've gone like five, 7%, 8.6%, like 8.5%. We've just been wrecked, but this one's been nice. We've been, we've been descending <laughs> into downhill. <laughs> You might as well call this like life craft pod, like a, 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 everything. Essentially, yeah. yeah. This is a this is a four point five ABV. It's a forty two IBU. Um, some score wise, Untapped it has a three point five six. Beer Advocate it only has one review, and that one review gave it a two point eight eight, which is like that's a weird score <laughs> really? to give for I one. Swear it really, really two point eight eight. I swear it's. it's- it's described wow. as a, a late body dark ale with smooth roasted notes and a dry finish. Kind of vague. So usually these doubts are like, it has notes of oak and dark chocolate yeah. coming from the Brazilian rainforest. It's like, this one's just like, yeah, eh, it's dark you ale. You can taste the peat moss from which the hops were grown in. Yeah, they're telling you a story like, imagine a world where um, <laughs> the stout originated from the Colombian rainforest. It's like, this was just like, yeah, it's dry, it's smooth. Like, I don't know what to tell you, bud. It's just... That was a good, like, David Attenborough voice. <laughs> yeah, I was going for the movie, the, the trailer guy. In a world where... Uh, Beers are consumed in a podcast. Uh, They've come to reconcile from the beverages of the youth. Bring back the trailer guy voice. Whatever ha- I, I, he died, yeah. like, but like bring back those type of voices. Like bring that yeah. back. Well, kind, kind of like just based on what you said, John, that this is more of like a dark ale, more of a stout is what kind of perplexes me in that sense. Yeah, let's uh, let's I just th- crack it though. I think. We All right, I'll it. count you down. Are I'm... you guys good? You guys have your beers done? Ready I have to go? the yeah. right hand this time too. We're good. Oh, you good. Wanna, do you want to count down, Tom? Yeah, I'm counting down for this. And you're ready in three, two, one. Crack them! Oh, holy! Oh, foamy boy! Foamy oh. boy! I got it. <laughs> I controlled it. Yeah, mine was pretty foamy too. Let's see how I, I inhaled it before. That got some head on but it. But through my mouth, not through my nose, John. Also to note, this is actually one of their seasonal beers. So this is only available at specific times. I was lucky I went to just a, a bit prior, just before kind of the end of like the winter spring season. So I was able to snag this. And uh, it's also this one, the bronze medal at the Irish beer, as for, for an Irish beer at the 2019 Ontario Brewing Awards. Man, these Ontario Brewing Awards are hype. They're just... Uh, I wanted to mention because we're going to be doing our we're going to do classify this through our stout rating. Oh yeah, the five C's. If you want to do yeah. that, yeah. For so those of I don't you know if you guys know cascade color, con- alcohol, coffee, content, chocolate, coffee, chocolate, uh, alcohol content, cream. That all of them cream. Yeah, that's it. Five. Damn them. It's been a while uh, since we've done it. So I, I I've looked at this already. What do you guys think so far in terms of cascade? There was no cascade on mine. No cascade. It has very mm-hmm. opaque color, though. I this shit is like that. black, like the night itself. Yeah. It's 7.30 right now in Ontario. It's getting pretty dark, and I have to hold this shit up to the light because I'm living in a cave. Uh, this shit's dark as fuck. It's kind of got like a bit of like a reddish hue to it, like kind of like it a... Have like if you can ruby. see at the bottom of your glass, you can kind of see where it kind of has that very ruby reddish to it. But even then, that's starting to really dissipate into the night, if you will. Yeah. The head on this is the very D-man thick. The D-man transition tonight, man. Yeah. Well, again, like the head on this, it has like the very, like, I call it the oatmeal head because it looks like a bowl of porridge on top. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's very, like, bubbly on top. It's not, like, foamy, which, like, a Guinness is foamy. This is, like... Mine has a good foam, almost like a shaving cream, but it, again, like I said, it has like a resemblance to like porridge. Yeah, um, it's lower on the spectrum than I'm used to. Um, yeah. Cascade, not fully there. The coffee chocolate. Let's take a sip. 
I think this is a typical stout. It's more carbonated, I would say, but it tastes like a typical stout. It just has a bit of like a... It has that bitterness to it, but... It's very bitter. It's a 42 IBU. It's it's like compared to the ABV, it's like a huge contrast. It's like extremely bitter, but like the latest beer on this episode by far. Kind of I'm, yeah. I'm kind of perplexed by this beer, to be honest. Yeah, I don't know what to think because I thought it had like Guinness characteristics. Yeah. Minus the Cascade. But I, I thought, I'm like, oh, this is super dark. I'm like, the head's really well. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, because Guinness has like a low ABV. Don't like kid yourself. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. A reference. This reminds me a lot of the three threads, but like less chocolate, like more. It's a bit yes. more. Yes. That's yeah. a really good point to make. Like, John. The, like the Magnata three threads, like we did on the stout episode that I that I sent out. It that reminds was a me quarter, of that though. Oh, that yeah, it, it kind of gives me a bit of a poor vibe. It's like it, it feels a bit thinner, but it's definitely it's definitely dry. Like I'm getting a dry finish, but um, I'm getting like it's it's very smoke, almost a little, almost a little smoky. Like it's not very sweet. It's very bitter. I'd call this a heavy porter. Very nutty. Because I, I'm getting coffee. Yeah, I'm getting coffee taste. Yeah, I am getting. I'm getting coffee. very vague coffee in my opinion. Yeah, like it's it's not it's not like any sort of. It's a very non-offensive stout. I don't. I just don't taste a lot there. Like it's not a bold flavor. But they did say it's a light-bodied ale, right? So I'm getting um, a little bit of cascade when I pour some more in. But yeah, it's it's. I, I do like, like that the head's standing. I like to see like a head that just stays on my stout, and I I'm appreciating that. And you mentioned my like head is dissipated. I would say that this beer is a lot like the vanilla cappuccino porter with no flavor. Like it does have some yeah. from Cold Garden. It does have like the carbonation and all of that stuff. It's just a very like weak tasting stout. Yeah. I call this a porter. Sure. I feel like this is more of a porter than a stout. It's definitely like, uh, well, the exact no, opposite like of an imperial stout. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, can't, I can't wait till we do the. Remember the Edmonton. We're going to be doing the Edmonton limited edition stouts, and I have an imperial stout in that for you yeah, guys. I don't, I, gotta, I don't know if we could ever do an imperial stout episode. I might die. We might die yeah. in the episode. This is revenge, John. Just remember that. You did this, John. Yeah, you did this. You, you did started this. this. You did. Hey, hey, I need to think about this. You, you get what you deserve. Who wants to kick off taste? What do you think? Man, I'm giving this a seven and I'm being very generous on that. Okay. Because it's still drink. I like my stouts, but like I think that this is kind of it's your typical stout. It's nothing special. I don't think there's any pizzazz. There's no cream to it. I'm getting faint taste of chocolate and coffee. There, the head was good, but like color is good, but like cascade, nothing. I don't know. Content, I think it could have been a bit more. But yeah, I think this is just your run-of-the-mill stout, in my opinion. I'll I'll, I'll go seven point five. I, I like it. I like how bitter it is. Like I really like my bitter rip your taste out taste buds out stouts. Like I, I really enjoy that. Like I like how it's not overtly sugary and sweet. I hate when like you have a stout and it's like too sweet, even though it has like a high alcohol content. You're like, oh man, I'm gonna get bloated if I drink more than one of these. But to its credit, this one is a four point five, so it's. It's very light. So like it, it has like a lot of lightness to it. Like I'm drinking it and I'm not feeling very bloated by it, even though it is it does have like a heavy like mouthfeel to it. And I do like that. But otherwise, it's not really wowing me in other ways. I, I do think it's a little it's very dry, um, but it's just pretty solid and straightforward. I am going to have the unpopular opinion here. I'm giving this a 5.5. I just don't think this is a stout. Like it's very heavily carbonated. I have this like leftover foam or sorry, like le leftover head. It's not really foamy or anything. Um, it's just like not the qualities that you'd expect in a stout. Like I, I feel like I'm just drinking like a, a dark ale, like something like that. And it's, it's explained like that on the can, but uh, I wouldn't call this a stout. Like I feel like a stout, you're getting those heavy coffee, chocolate, creamy flavors and this is kind of like a fizzy dark ale. Yeah, it's a fizzy dark ale. So 5.5 for me. I like the beers that we've had already. I just, I feel like this one isn't classified where it should be. In yeah. terms of likely to recommend, I'm going to come in saying 5.5. Like this is a non-offensive stout. Like someone who doesn't like stouts be like, oh, I had the Vimy stout. It was great. Whatever. It was just, um, 
This isn't like the true embodiment of a stout. So 5.5 for me. I think you're right on that kind of conclusion though, Alex. I'm for recommendation. I'm giving this a six. Like you said, people, this could be like somewhat of a good introduction, but I think this doesn't really embodies the whole boldness of a stout. I like my stouts. Like you said, like there should be a little bit more alcohol. There should be more flavor to it. The head could have stuck around like straight down to the fucking bottom of my pint. Yeah, you should have a mustache on your like on your mouth when you. Yeah, drink. I think this kind of this is kind of weak sauce in that sense. Uh, I'm gonna go higher. I'm gonna give it a seven. I think it's um it's it, it's uh, it is in some ways not my favorite stout, but I do think like this is a pretty approachable beer. It's a four point five percent. It's pretty light. Um, I think the taste is there. I do like that it's a bit bitter, and I think um. At the same time, though, I think that might be limiting to some people because this is such a compared to some of the other stouts and dark ales in the market. This is a little bit more. It definitely it's a four, it's a forty two IBU. That's pretty high, and so that's a pretty uh, hard to consume drink for some people. And uh, you know, it depends on your audience. Like if you're if you're introducing this to an unfamiliar stout audience, I know when we did our stout stout episode, we kind of approached it that way. Where we were like thinking about like kind of an audience if we were going to introduce stouts to and that sort of thing. I think in that regard, it might be a little bit hard to drink, but otherwise I do think it's quite smooth. Like I'm not getting very bloated by this. It's quite drinkable and there's not much of an aftertaste. Like it's a little bit of bitterness, like a little bit of like a dark coffee aftertaste. On the, but... fr- on the, on the front fourth, you get it. Yeah, on the but, other, but otherwise, like, really, really... You're describing like not having a stout, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a bit thin. I would say that, but yeah. it's not, it's not terrible, but I, I, I feel like I'm going to give this one just a little bit of a punt. I'm going to give it a modifier just because I think it's oh. not, I think it deserves a little bit of a boost. Like, I don't think it's that bad, but um, it, I, I don't think it's an exceptional stout, but I think it's fine. I think this could have been a little bit better in my opinion for a stout. I don't know. I really like my stouts. That's why. And I think this could just been a step above. That's why I kind of said, this is kind of like your run in the mill kind of stouts that people make. And I think that, People need to really kind of step their game up when they're making their stouts. Even even I made my fucking stouts more tasty it was than good. this. Yeah. Um, uh, so I, I with that, there's no modifier from you, Tom, right? No, no mods. All right. No modifier from me. Scores are in, gentlemen. They're locked. Vimy Green. John, 7.3. Tom and I both gave it a 7.5. That makes it a 7.4. It does. Nice. Statistician Tom over here. Nice little average um, score. Vimy East Coast Pale Ale, John, 7.7. Tom with an 8. I came in at a 7.5, which makes John 7.7. John, on the money. Good job, Tom. <laughs> if you don't like finger guns, you won't like me. <laughs> Vimy Stout, John 7.2, Tom 6.8. I came in 6.2. That gives us a 6.7 overall. Ah, it's just over. So East Coast Pale Ale, clear winner, 7.7. Followed yeah, that was really pale. good. That followed Pale Ale was. And the uh, Stout, yeah. That was a yeah, good I... beer. I have a yeah, bit less. Was... Very excited uh, for post pod. I'm gonna have a uh, nice couple of sips of that. Oh no, yeah. I have to go. I think I might. I want to contact Sea Change to make one. <laughs> yeah, that was a good beer. I think like overall the cream ale was kind of just like it was a really kind of solid average beer, and I think we just saw the East Coast Pale Ale as being like pretty above average. We were just kind of surprised by it, and we really liked the taste. And the stout, we were a little bit more mixed on. I, I personally did like it. I thought it was kind of like bang on. Um, but, you know, you guys were a little bit, little bit lower. But otherwise, I think, you know, the score is... Honestly, like, shout out, shout out to Vimy. Like, none of these beers are offensive by any means. And I, next time I'm in Ottawa, I will stop by and have a couple of beers for sure. Um, yeah, they do other beers too. So I'm going to have to uh, hook you guys up with some of their other beers as I'm well too. I'm pretty excited for a beer cocktail. I feel like it's worth an Ottawa visit to try and figure out uh, what this stuff uh, tastes like mixed. Yeah, for those of you coming to Ottawa, you know, we're a city that often gets overlooked for being uh, boring or just, you know, totally fixated on the government. But we have a very, very long standing craft scene. Uh, we're not like an up and coming emergency. We've been, you know, Ottawa's for many years was considered like 
um, one of the best beer cities in Canada, specifically in Ontario too. It was, I would say for many years, we were just like punching our way above Toronto. And I still think we do. Um, kind Toronto's of a lot overrated of, though. Toronto, no, I will say Toronto, like in the last couple of years, like their beer scene has definitely gotten pretty good, especially on the east side of York. But like, I think Ottawa still has some really good beer coming through. And especially now with COVID's kind of not done, but like rescinding and people are starting to open up a lot of recent years and recent months we've seen kind of breweries open on my streets i won't really well i guess i guess i'm kind of uh doxing myself but uh browmeister opened a location between crothers and sterling and I, I went there last week and i really enjoyed it there's it's really cool to see now that like um you know people are getting vaccinated things are reopening we're starting to see some of these breweries reopen and new ones emerge and that's really cool it's really cool to see that it's been like a two-year period now where we've kind of been in like this kind of period of time where things have been kind of stagnant or we've seen breweries close. So it's kind of cool. It's kind of purgatory. Yeah. It's, it's cool to stay coming back and I'm excited for Ottawa because like, you know, we've, we had some stuff coming up in 2019 that kind of closed and kind of well went flat. Uh, So I'm excited to see more come through and I'm excited to share more Ottawa beers with you guys. And again, shout out to Vimy because I've really enjoyed their beers. Thank you guys. Yeah. Thank you guys for following us and and, uh, listening to us and um, we like your beers and we'll have to have some more of them. Mm -hmm. Anything else to plug before we uh, conclude this epi? Oh, no. I was going to say, make sure you guys watch the Seed Struck movie podcast with John on our other channel. Oh, yeah. That's always yeah. that's always big thing to watch. If you guys like movies and good like reviews on them, and if you want to discover even like new films to watch, I'd highly recommend it. Yeah, the Steve Strike Movie Podcast, me, Quinn, Curtis, we talk about movies. Um, uh, we, we we're also we're doing different topics. So we do like a canon series. We talk about like a film that we would like put if we were on a desert island, we had to watch movies. We have those episodes. We also are doing a long-standing John Carpenter watch series. We're uh, going through uh, various movies. We talked Dark Star. We talked Salt on Precinct 13. We just did an episode on Halloween. So check that out. We're going to be doing episodes soon on uh, someone's watching me in the fog. So those are coming out. So check those out. Oh, um, the fog, man. That's a good movie, man. I'm excited. We picked a good start. You know, we're, we're like, what do we start with for a good watch series? It's like Carpenter has some bangers. You got the thing coming up. We got They Live. You know, we got some good movies. Oh, up, can so. I just say a segue? Okay. I don't know if you know what Betamax was. But yeah, that was the first Betamax that my uncle bought was the thing. Oh, man, that's a pretty good Betamax to have because, like, that's a pretty gnarly movie. Anyhow, as always, I like to say, like, to enjoy beer, know your limit, drink responsibly, don't operate any heavy machinery, and always tune in to our podcast on all platforms at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And as always, you stay classy now. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to our episode of Domestic Pines Only. Um, our intro and outro song is by Daisy May. The song is titled Drink Beer Till the Day That I Die. You can find them at www.daisymay.com. Our artwork is by Natalie Rive. Um, you can find her artwork on Instagram at Natalie Rive Artist or on our website www.natalierive.com. That's R I D E T. And you can also find us on social media. Uh, our, our Twitter account is at Domestic Pines and our Instagram and TikTok is at domestic pints only and of course our email is domestic pints only at gmail.com thanks so much for listening we'll see you next week hiding out